Good evening, and welcome to the Night Owl. This is where the other side of the Bear Brain Podcast goes a little bump in the night. And if you're a frequent visitor, well, it's so good to have you back. It's been too long. And if you're new here, well, there's room. <laughs> we are back for another season of Spooky, and I am excited. Well, um, spooked. <laughs> I must warn you, content may contain adult language and scenarios that may not be suitable for all audience members, so listener's discretion is advised. We always talk about how exciting it is to get to know someone new. The mystery. The butterflies. The mystery. The thrill. The potential for what the future may bring. The mystery. The truth. And your survival story. Because, well, <laughs> there were some plot holes along the way. Tonight's tale is no different. So lock your doors, check your windows, and get comfortable. Because you won't be sleeping tonight. I give you Jack in the Box. <laughs> I think dating has become so much of a dumpster fire that we are eager to get to the climax quicker. And by climax, I'm simply talking about the reveal of the beasts we think is beyond their smile. Their amazing career, their love and family, and how they make us feel. If you've watched enough documentaries or listened to enough true crime pod, you've become accustomed to the idea that the devil you know is simply the person interviewing for the job but not the person being hired. My therapist and friends have been on my ass about getting back out there. Mind you, my therapist has been divorced three times, my family talks to each other through me, and my friends are one like on some influencers post away from separation. I'm starting to think that misery does love company, and everybody wants me to be just as maimed. But, you know, love and light. I decided a while ago, on accident, or trauma, I can't decide, that I'm cool just working and traveling and doing my own thing, you know? And I'm no bachelor. I'm not out here hoeing it up or slutting it down. There's no guy or girl that I'm sleeping with or thinks that we are in a relationship. If I have a stalker, they're rather respectful. I'm literally at peace being tucked away in society safe and sound but just because you're not looking 
doesn't mean you won't be found. And the more you try to be hidden, the more the opposite feels challenged. There's a coffee shop near me that I frequent. It's chill, it's peaceful, it's unassuming. It's my little peace. I go there to get my thoughts together before I stroll home. Love the baristas there, full of life. Or maybe drinking a lot of espresso, but they treat me well. They ask about work. They ask how I'm doing. I'm in the film world, but I still manage to stay in my own world when I'm not working. I promised myself I wouldn't be like my folks, where work was their everything and we were something. So I avoided having kids, <laughs> but I also made sure I maintained a healthy social life. I check out museums, I go out for drinks from time to time. My friends have kids, so I get to enjoy those little boops in moderation. Life isn't much an issue. And that's when I noticed him. Strolling the park with his dog. The chocolate lab. My favorite. I'm not sure if I've seen him before. New York is a big, small space, and sometimes you've crossed paths with the same person waiting for the uptown E-train more times than you realize. I was sitting on the bench, you know, in my business, and a little fluffy paw was curious about my book. So I did what any mentally stable human would do. I asked the dog if they read this book and what were their thoughts. I got a nose nuzzle, a bark, and a lick. He's a bit of a lit snob. His voice was deep, calm, pleasant. What's his name? Muddy. What, no Charles or Doug or anything human? Nah, he deserves his own identity. I'm Chase. Well, I'm not running. What the fuck did I just say? Are you serious? I'm sorry, that was... <laughs> it's funny. Never heard that before. I'm Tyler. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. And you, Muddy. Maybe I'll see you around sometime? If you're not running, that is. Sure. We exchanged numbers. I've, I've learned not to get my hopes up so quickly. I mean, he could like drinking paint thinner as a nightcap. I don't fucking know. But seemed normal enough. And the relationship in itself continued the same. Nothing crazy, you know? I have to ask, what are you hiding? Bodies. A lot of them. And Muddy is my ex I hexed. I laughed. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can never be too sure these days. Nah, I get it. What's your secret? I collect pennies. That's not too weird. But I separate them into families and give them backstory. Oh, okay, that's, that's weird. I, I love that for you, though. <laughs> Things were great, and, and Muddy loved me. I have that effect, but man, this pup was my buddy. 
and when Chase wasn't around, Money and I hung out all the time. He worked in medical, so his hours were just as wonky as mine. But the days I didn't work, it was just me and Money. The coffee crew loved him, too. It's weird because Muddy has human tendencies. It always seemed like he was trying to tell you something. I showed up to Chase's place once to surprise him, and I heard him having a convo with someone else. And it seemed stern, but very conversational back and forth. When I knocked, it went silent. He opened the door, and there was no one else. Just him and Muddy. Hey, sorry if you were on a call or something. I, I just wanted to surprise you. I brought some goodies, by the way. No, no, no. You're you're fine. I wasn't. Maybe he was just talking to himself. He is a Gemini, so uh, there's that. I brushed it off, but I caught him a few times talking in another room or even in his car, having full-on conversations when he thought no one was watching. I didn't think much of it because I can't tell you how many knockdown dragouts I have with myself about who left the light on or who lost my chapstick. I mean, sometimes you gotta check a bitch, right? But things got interesting. He had to travel for a convention, so naturally I kept Muddy. I liked having Muddy around because he's good company. He's always around and it's like when you talk to him, he understands. Not in a dog way, but in a human way. We went to the coffee shop and I stood in line to order my usual while Muddy sat and stared out the window. You got eyes on you. A voice came from in front of me. I ignored it at first, but she persisted. Yes, you. Excuse me? I don't mean any harm, but... Someone else might. You got eyes on you. She writes something on a napkin and hands it to me. Let's talk, and soon. The barista waved her off. Who is that lady? Oh, that's Miss Luna. We call her Miss Moon because she sees things. She told me a lot, like a lot, a lot. Oh, a lot, a lot. Now, I'm not one of those people who dismisses the woo-woo. You know, you experience enough life, and, well, you realize some things are just not as practical to explain. You experience enough, and it changes you. My dad had a thing, and uh, so did my little brother. My mom told me stories about Pops growing up, that he always knew what he didn't know or what he shouldn't have known at all. My brother talked to someone regularly as a kid, and I got blessed with fucking sleep paralysis. So I definitely made it a point to see Lady Luna when Chase got back from his trip. I didn't tell him anything because I feel like the Penny family was probably enough weird for a few years. So I dropped money off. Seems like he doesn't want to leave you, Chase said. We had a good time. I gotta go, but I'll see you soon. Don't make me chase you. Now, I hadn't told anyone about our relationship yet. 
I just want to be extra sure first, you know, not jinx anything, and I just don't want to have another letdown. Miss Luna wasn't your typical gypsy lady I was portrayed in TV. She was sophisticated, lived on the Upper West Side, best-selling author, professor of African-American studies. She is a bona fide badass. <laughs> I like that about her. Too often, the portrayal of the gifted in media makes them out to be cursed, broken spirits, sunken in poverty, and ex or just escaped in asylum. But not Miss Luna. I've been making it a point myself to change that in the industry. You know, shake shit up. We sat down at her study. It smelled of lavender, frankincense, and uh, slight citrus. Nothing overpowering, just a symphony of scents all perfectly blended. What a calm spirit you have. Um, that wasn't in the little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> she chuckled. Glad someone appreciates my humor. Listen, I'm sorry if I startled you at the coffee shop. No, it's fine. I've been surprised by much worse. I wanted to get to you sooner than later because I saw you before I saw you. We were the only two in line, but there was someone else standing there with us. Now, the coffee shop is typically a ghost town around the time I go, so I always make sure to hang out for a while without distraction. I don't remember anyone being there besides her and I. And my phone buzzed. It was a message from Chase. <laughs> Just a picture of Muddy staring at me. Man's best friend is a dog because a dog will bury a bone. I looked up. A doctor? She asked. The gentleman you're seeing. Uh, yes, I said. Her knowing that surprised me, but at the same time, life has seasoned me. He's been doing some traveling. Uh, yeah, for work. What kind? Uh, just a convention. Who is Jack? Um, I was stumped. Uh, no one I know of. He has brown, curly hair. I see him in dirt. Uh, kind of muddy? Muddy. Muddy, that's his dog. We sat for a moment in silence. Take this with you. Light it. And pay attention to what scents come to you first. It looked like a simple candle. Had a vanilla fragrance to it. What you smell will be the tell. And whoever doesn't mean you well won't like the smell of it either. You'll know when you need to. I thanked her and, and left. I headed back home and as I was walking, I could see Muddy and Chase standing on the corner of my place. They hadn't seen me yet, it was dark enough. And I had the perfect view of them. It was empty on the street, so it was just them talking. And I've said this so many times, but it's like Muddy understood everything and was eager to talk back. I walked up and met them, pretended as I just arrived, and we went inside. 
I placed my things down, got him a glass of water, and I remembered I had the candle. I was curious. So I lit it. It didn't smell like vanilla anymore. Instead, it smelled like muddy water with a tinge of blood mixed in. It was foul. Foul enough that Muddy and Chase abruptly had to leave. And when they left, so did the scent. Back to Vanilla. I called Ms. Luna and I told her, Jack is in the box, she said. Huh? That's no dog. That's a human trapped and helped his owner bury the bones. As long as that candle is there, you'll be fine. Looks like I chased him away. Just in time. So there you have it. Stay tuned this October as the stories only get a little bit creepier and spookier and a little more to keep you up at night. And if you like what you listen to on this podcast, you can leave a review, leave a rating, become a podcast subscriber. Anything to help the podcast grow. But in the meantime, I hope you guys take care of yourselves. I hope you guys have a fantastic spooktober. <laughs> and I hope you guys sleep tight.